What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I host an interview series called Kyle Meredith With, where I talk to legendary musicians, up-and-coming artists, and whatever that is in between. I dive deep into the making of new albums, stories behind songs, but also things like how is Moby connected with the CIA and did the Decemberists really thank Robert Mueller in their liner notes and seeing which band I can get to reunite. Will it be Zeppelin, Genesis, Roxy Music, or Pavement? You've got to listen to find out. It's Kyle Meredith with from WFPK Independent Louisville and the Consequence Podcast Network. Consequence Podcast Network. My friendship to all of you precludes my involvement with any one of you. But if you want to make love, then I do too. And I'll be right there behind you. All in the name of hope. All in the name of hope. All in the name of Greetings, constant listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Losers Club, a Stephen King podcast presented by the Consequence Podcast Network. I'm your host today, Michael Morton Rothman. Uh, we're going to be talking about the film Secret Window, which is an adaptation of um, the short story we did, not short story, the novella we talked about last week. Secret, Secret Window, Garden. Secret Garden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wanted to so leave a little memorable. bit of suspense. So little, memorable. A little bit of suspense. We're gonna act- sewing season. Sewing season. Or uh, what was the other one that, that was actually... Um, Crowfoot uh, Mile. Crowfoot yeah. Mile. Would you have liked this uh, a little bit more if it was called Crowfoot Mile? Absolutely not. Oh, and who are you? Uh, this is <laughs> this is Mackenzie uh, Totoro Gerber. Mm. And uh, I'm a constant contributor to this podcast as well as Halloweenies. And... Um, I was on the last episode, the Secret Window, uh, Secret Garden episode, and I'm on this Secret <laughs> Window episode, and uh, we went two hours on the last one. We P- did. People thought we could. People thought it couldn't be done, <laughs> but we did it. We talked about Secret Window, <laughs> Secret Garden for two that's, hours. That's more minutes than there are pages in the book, ladies and gentlemen. That is true. The mo- is- the film is only an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, we let's went- hope that we don't double the film's oh, length. Oh gosh! Uh, yeah. But before we do talk about the film. Who was that voice just now that I heard from a distant, I believe it could be St. Louis? Uh, oh, it could geez. be People are actually going to think I live in, I don't live in St. Louis. Is it, in ten, <laughs> is it Tennessee? Is it Mississippi? I don't know. Is it depends. Did you watch the movie? Um, <laughs> Who's down there, Pilgrim? <laughs> this is Mel Shooter Castle. Oh, Shoot her! Shoot her! Oh, that's another. That's two Jurassic Park references in this movie. And we're gonna make a third one. <laughs> uh, you know why? Because I can see it coming. <laughs> I would say. Uh, I will say that uh, the writer and director 
of this adaptation. Oh, right. has ties to uh, Isla Nublar. Isla Sorna. Isla? Isla. Is it Isla Nublar? I think, yeah. I always called it Isla Nublar. I always called it that, too, because I think they call it that in the movies. They do. <laughs> you know, Dotson, um, David Kep. David Kep. So, David Kep's. We talked a little bit about the movie. Actually, we talked a lot about the movie in the last episode uh, where we talked about the novella. Um, why, uh, you know, we, we all have our first introductions. Most of us, if not all of us, were introduced to this story through this movie. Well, I was not. I, I, I read the story before I, I watched the movie, but, you knew but about I knew the of the yeah. movie. I was introduced to the idea of the story and film by the trailer, uh, the classic trailer that you can pull up on <laughs> <Classic>. YouTube <laughs> that basically tells you the, the entire thing. So let's think about this. So it was March 2004 it was released yeah we've uh, settled that i was 15 you were 15 years old uh, i was 20 um i was in college at fsu tallahassee you might have heard of it um mac where were you at this time i think also in tallahassee i was 21 and drinking and partying you know, partying no so, i wasn't doing any of that stuff at 21 no. unfortunately but so, um I was, I'm trying to think what movies we could have seen this trailer well, we, in leading up Pirates. to. Pi- Pirates came out the year beforehand. No, no. way this was in the, the Pirates trailers. They could have been, it no could have been attached with Big Fish uh, when it was released in uh, December of 2003, yeah. anticipating okay. its March, uh, you know, 2004. Every, every like shitty horror movie that came out at that time would have had this attached. Well, I'm, I'm kind of lost for details, so I think we need to go somewhere. And it's it's one of my favorite places because one of my good friends, Mike Hanlon, works there. And that's the Dairy Public Library. Mike Hanlon, if you see... Excuse me, sir! Do you have Prince Albert in a can? You do? Well, you better let the poor guy out! No, Mike Hanlon! Did I have to go? Did I have to get cleaned up? Tell him! Tell him! Tell him I'll see him tonight! Get out! Last chance, don't you? Get out! Get out! Alright, well, as we uh, teased already, this movie is directed by David Kep and also written by David Kep. Um, and we, <laughs> Shut up. Look, this isn't a Jurassic Park podcast. The reason why we're talking about uh, Dr. Grant, Ellie Sattler, and all our favorite friends including Ian Malcolm, is because David Kep wrote Jurassic Park. In fact, he's written so many sci-fi adventure films. Well, he's screenplay. Screenplays, yeah. yeah. I mean, because it belongs to Michael Crichton. Right. right we'll right, talk right. about that in our Crichton cast. Um, <laughs> he, uh, People are going to think you have a Crichton cast. I know, cast. I you wish. you got to be careful. I wish. God, that'd be so much fun. Andromeda Strains, coming up next week. Um, he's. Well, let's let me, just go let me, through let me, all let me, his writing. Wait, wait, really quick. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Let, yeah, let me run down... Let's. Why don't you run down some of the movies that he was responsible for writing the screenplays for, up to Secret Window, okay. and I'll I'll do the run after. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so leading up to this, he started out with Martin Donovan. Actually, interesting. Uh, with 1988's Apartment Zero, uh, he did Bad Influence. Then he did Why Me. Uh, he did I Come in Peace. All movies I haven't seen. Oh, I Come in Peace is great. It's good. Is it really? Yeah, it's fun. Oh, okay. Um, he also did Toy Soldiers, which is one of my favorite movies uh, growing up. Um, involves uh, a Will Wheaton, isn't it? Stand By Me, King's Dominion. Uh, then he also did the following year, he did Death Becomes Her, directed by Bob Zemeckis. 
Uh, and then the following year is his big, big breakout for the most part. Um, Jurassic Park, which is huge. He actually co-wrote uh, some of the screenplay with um, Michael Crichton for that, which is probably why the, the screenplays are so so good and tight. Um, He's got a decent run here. He does. He has a great run. What, what, what do you do next? Carlito's Way. Love Carlito's Way. Spiritual sequel to Scarface, kind of. He wrote. I haven't seen either of them. He wrote 94's The Paper, I like which the is paper. really good. I like Keaton The Paper. Flick. Yeah. Oh, but he did this one. He did write The Shadow. Not so good. That's not that great. I actually owned action figures from The Shadow only because they had an action figure that was all see-through, and I thought it was the coolest thing, and I hated the movie still, but I still bought the but figure. But you know what? I'm a big cruise head. Yeah. Did Mission Impossible. He did. The story and the screenplay. Mm-hmm. He also wrote the screenplay for another Jurassic Park film, The Lost World. That's right. Is I really like it. It's great. I, I mean, like The Lost movie. World. I like about eighty percent of the movie. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people wish it was more like the book, but I, I didn't think the book was uh, fantastic. So uh, he did this. It should be noted that he didn't co-wrote that. Uh, he didn't co-write that with Michael Crichton, which is probably why it deviates from the source material. Um, uh, yeah, I bet insanely. Uh, what else did he do here? Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. See, I I enjoyed Snake Eyes when I first saw it. something substantial happened within these past few years. In 1996, he uh, directed his directorial debut was The Trigger Effect. Uh, I've never seen The Trigger Trigger Effect, but it stars Kyle MacLachlan, who uh, you might know from Twin Peaks Peaks. and Flintstones the movie. Um, And in 1999, he directed a film and wrote a film that I really love, Stir of Echoes. Yeah, we were just talking about Stir of Echoes. Um, Have you seen Stir of Echoes Homecoming with Rob Lowe? Oh, God, I have not. (laughs) I kept thinking that you guys were saying one word, like a Russian word. Mm. It's like Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes. (laughs) Well, I have been wanting to speak Russian and move there after uh, watching HBO's Chernobyl. But um, Oh, jeez. God. Um, he had a really good run, actually, because I I like the pa- I like Panic Room. Yeah, he wrote Panic Room. Mm-hmm. Oh, Panic Room's fun. Yeah, and then he did the screenplay to one of Mike and I's faves, Spider Spider Man. I saw that. You're talking about wait, wait this, which one? The first the one. Ridge. The original. Sam Raimi. There is Spider-Man. there is no Ridge. <laughs> this is the original the Sam Raimi Tobey Maguire Spider Man film, which I thought was fun. With uh, oh, I, my- I refer to it as the Willem Dafoe Spider Man. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like that. You're out, Norman. Am I? <laughs> um, hey, there, there's a King's Dominion with this because Willem Dafoe uh, narrated uh, Langoliers. Oh, well, that's also, right. He's oh, kind oh. of he's dissociating in the uh, in the Spider-Man movie. He is he's dissociating like, for sure. Speaking of audio uh, adaptations, because we're not really going to go into this too much, we couldn't no. find it. James Woods does the audio for Secret Garden. Secret it's another King's Dominion. Yeah. Uh, who is also in uh, Quitters Inc. Mm-hmm. in uh, the old Cat's Eye. A movie, uh, uh, a segment of a movie I've I've thought a lot about over the past few months if I've tried to quit smoking. Um, okay, very glad it doesn't so exist. Th- this brings it up to Secret Window. Now let me run after, let me just run through these real quick. So this is his third movie that he directed, <clears throat> by the way. So, yeah. yeah. The Secret Window. Oof, this is awful, though. And now I'm just going on the on the writing credits here, okay? Uh, War of the Worlds. I like War of the Worlds. All right. Screenplay is not its strong suit, though. Zathura. I liked Zathura. I don't mind it. But then, oof! This is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That is the John Shooter of his career. I mean, this is just like it's just a total rundown at this point. We have Ghost Town. Ricky Ugh. Gervais is Ghost Town. Awful. Uh, Angels and Demons with with, with Tom Hanks. Holly- <laughs> he, he co-wrote that with Hollywood <laughs> hack Akiva Goldsman. Akiva Goldsman. Yikes! Uh, 
didn't see the little engine that could. Then we got Premium Rush. Do you remember that movie? Oof. Oh, jeez. No. Joseph, Joe Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt on, on a bike. Oh, he was a, he was a bike I messenger. do remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's up against odds and Michael Shannon. The, mo- the, the most, one of the most forgettable films of all time. Good cast, good director. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Inferno, The Mummy. Uh, I mean, Tom the, Cruise, the mummy? what is going on here? Is hey, this, hey, yeah, the Tom Cruise led, you know, he, he's a big cruise head. We got War of the Worlds, we got The Mummy. We, oh, but we in 2015, he reunited with uh, his secret window boy, uh, you know, Johnny Depp from Mordecai. And if you remember that box office, oh, that boy. was a smash, huge, huge, huge smash hit, like <laughs> yeah. smash into the ground. Uh, yeah, okay, so basically, Kep, as most people do in their careers, had a great run. And then just start doing shit for about twenty. Years. But it started seemingly with Secret Window. Started. That's funny. Yeah, maybe maybe Secret Window's cursed. Mm-hmm. Because okay. sure, we're just gonna say that. Yeah. Because let, but let's I think also, we all we all got a little scared for a moment. I mean, I sure <laughs> did. Talking about it, a little chilled. It's almost like a twist at the end of the novel uh, or novella. I felt like cursed gosh. after watching that trailer back in the day. No, let's you know the other pairing here the. Uh, John Shooter to David Kep is Johnny Depp. Um, Johnny Depp is the the other big star um, here. Not that David Kep's a star, but would, this is a this would, is a Johnny Depp vehicle. Do Do you feel like Johnny Depp was miscast as Mort Rainey? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Right. Yeah. I feel like they, they should have swapped this. I think. I mean, I don't think that <laughs> Johnny Depp would have been a great John Shooter, but I think Chaturro would have been a more believable Mort Rainey. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at uh, let's look and see before we get to those uh, because those are all the heroes and villains, and we still have a segment of that in these movie episodes. Um, oh, that's right. There isn't really much else to discuss from the production level. I mean, you know, Philip Glass did the music. Philip Glass, like I love Philip Glass. Um, well, I did read that. I think Hans Zimmer and someone else was supposed to work on the uh, the score originally, and then they dropped it, and then Philip Glass and, and another guy came in. I can't remember the name. This. Well, I mean, Phil Glass and Je- uh, Jeff Zanelli, yeah. who's worked with Hans Zimmer before, so that makes right, sense. Right. You know, um, the cinematography was pretty sharp. I mean, the guy um, Fred Murphy, he did Hoosiers, he did uh, Autofocus, he did the Mothman Prophecies, which I really love. I think that's an underrated Autofocus thriller. Oh, I need too. to rewatch that Chapstick. Chapstick. Oh, creepy. Um, and uh, this movie was kind of a success. It was forty million dollars for a budget. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was half critically of that panned, was me. though, right? I got, oh, it was <laughs> yeah, Mel was responsible for half of that. <laughs> responsible for the success of this movie. This is forty-six percent. Yeah, three of those tickets were yours, so it went on a worldwide gross of ninety-two million dollars on a forty million dollar budget. That's pretty good. Hmm. It's not great though, considering that this is pretty much like in the aftermath of Depp becoming like even a bigger, more mainstream blockbuster star, you think it would do even bigger. It's amazing. Let's to not me. forget the poster is just his face. Exactly. It's amazing to me. The end of this movie that, that with the end of this movie, more, most of the reviews are just like, it's tolerable. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like what, what did you watch the end of this movie? Yeah. Like, why isn't that not like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to get with? into some disagreements. As we start talking about our thoughts, I cannot wait, Mel. I love this. I cannot wait to talk about this movie now. (laughs) But what do we what do we think about the direction of this though? Like, I mean, if Kep is at the you know, if he's both a director and writer here, where's his strong suit? I don't think it's particularly done poorly. Uh, It's just a lot of it is faith. 
it's almost, I would say a lot of it is too faithful to a fault. Like that, because we were just point. There's a lot of the. I mean, the the adaptation is. It's pretty. The dialogue's all there yeah. from this. I mean, a lot of the actual dialogue between characters is pretty much right out of the book, mm-hmm. which sometimes I really appreciate that. But I think this is a story that isn't great. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. not a great king story. So I felt like when you're doing an adaptation of a not so great king story, there's room there to divert and there's room there to make some changes. What I'm, I feel like it diverted a, well, a good I amount. Think, I think those, but I, I, what I'm saying is, I don't think that he did a very good job of the diversion uh, from the story. Oh, I thought it worked well. These are the only <laughs> di- based on Stephen King wiki and some of our notes. I'm just going to list out the differences here so we get them all on the table. Um, in the novella, Mort's story is sewing season, while Shooters in Secret Window, um, while Shooters is Secret Window. In the film, they're reser- they're reversed. Why? What's the know. point of that? It makes no sense either. So the, the, the name's Secret Window? In the novella, Mort has a pet cat. In the movie, it's a dog. Why? Why do they change that? I know. Because we're, we're it's more, more upsetting if a dog gets killed. It is more that's, upsetting. That's, that's pettist. <laughs> that's that's animalist. Like that. that's a new one. That, you're, you're favoring dogs over cats. I don't like it. In the ending of the novella, Mort is killed by the police. It's then revealed the shooter was that shooter is real, having been brought to life by Mort, and leaves a note saying he returned to Mississippi. I don't remember. Well, yeah, yeah that, that note. In I read, the film, yeah. Mort kills Amy and Ted. He recovers from his writer's block, but has become the town pariah and is the main suspect in Ted and Amy's disappearance. And it's implied he hid the bodies in a field of corn. And you're missing a crucial detail, which is that they gave Johnny Depp braces. Yeah, wonderful because decision. It, I love that line too. Where he's like. Straightening, um, some, straightening things out. some things out. Ugh. Like his mind. God. It is <laughs> awful. Okay. Well, no, I love it. I love no, it. You, you, you saw this movie three times. The directing, the writing. What do you, what do you like here? What, what, what did you like about this? I think it did the best it could with some really crappy source material. It still ends up being a crappy movie. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me okay, wrong. Okay, thank, okay. But okay. I think I, I was, I watched it expecting it to be so much worse than it actually ended up being. Like, I think I think Kep looked at the story and was like, how, how the fuck can I make this make sense? Okay. I think the way he builds up to the twist is, is actually very efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched it with Quinn who did not remember how the movie ended. And she was like, Oh, like I, I think it worked on her. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the buildup of like, he thinks it's Ted, his, his uh, wife's lover. Um, and it does actually, the movie seems to start bearing that out. Yeah. yeah um, they, they definitely took that and ran with it, which, which, Hey, look, we got to mention this. Oh, well, we'll get well, we to will. It. Yeah. But but the when you have uh, you know yes, when, when you're in a movie cast. and you have an A list cast, you gotta you gotta use those characters. And I I, I did appreciate that. There were change. There are definitely changes. I'm not gonna say there weren't changes. I just having having only you know again I didn't watch this as a I didn't watch this when I was 15. You know what I mean? <laughs> like multiple times yeah. these, and I wasn't like lusting hey, after Johnny Depp. Don't so imply. I, I'm just that saying that we're compromised. I'm just saying that had I watched this at that at a young age, not having seen this trope, this story done a billion times, I was a genius at 15, <laughs> and I was like really into Johnny Depp at the time. I pro- I probably would have like been like this is this is pretty I, good. His performance is great in this, you know, whatever. But, I think Turturro is selling it the best he can. I think, but it's I think not it's a great. Funny. <laughs> it's like I think it's funny. Like it, it's, it's it a definitely lot of, like, is funny. funny. It's not supposed to be a comedy, but that's no, my but problem. It's, like it, it's absurd. It's like it's a cool vibe. It's so campy. Like the <laughs> ending, disagree. the ending with like the chewing on the corn is just Love so it. self-aware. Awful. The racist. Awful. 
<laughs> the brace is ridiculous. Well, you know what? We've we've already like we've walked it feels around this like, cast. It feels like Children of the Corn Five. It feels like something that should be on TV. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's not, not in a good what way, it should have been. Because yeah, some of those movies are actually more entertaining. Well, it would have been on TV <laughs> because of the crazy A-list cast they have. And that's what we're going to talk about next oh. in our segment. We Wait, like was that the only differences? The what? Oh, those are the only differences. Well, sh- it was, shooter, it was a, the town that was a Shooter's Way instead of Shooter's Knob. Okay. <laughs> Jesus like lame Christ. Well, I love you just have, like, threw this out. Whole, his character that's like, is he an agent? Is he a hitman? No one knows. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about those characters in a segment we like to call (laughs) Heroes and Villains. I'm gonna have to kill this fucking clown. Welcome to the Losers Club, asshole! (laughs) Jesus Christ, it took forever to seg into that one. (laughs) Sorry, I wasn't wasn't letting you. No, it's fine, it's fine. Who do we want to talk about first? Let's talk about Depp. Let's just go all in on Depp. All right, what is going on with Depp's hair? This is not Mort Rainey from the story, and this is not a good change. I don't buy it. I don't buy this writer would ever get his hair dyed, ever. And I don't buy that. It's just, he just is lame, and not in the way that Mort Rainey is lame. I think it's a bad person to have cast for this role. I don't think Depp... He's like trying too hard. It's like, why? What are you doing? I think he sleepwalks through every scene in this movie. I think that he just doesn't like. It's really weird to me because this comes at a time when he actually was really trying hard in a lot of his movies. Like prior to this, he was doing. He just came off of you know Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. I can't imagine he knew the success of that movie by the time he was already filming this because they would have been filming as the film was maybe coming out, maybe or even before that. So. You know, prior to that, he had done Once Upon a Time in Mexico, which he steals that movie as his supporting character. He's fucking phenomenal in it. Um, from Hell, which, you know, say what you I actually really like oh, that like film a lot. Yeah. And I think he's really great in it. And he kind of gives a good nuanced performance. And then prior to that, in that same year, Blow. And prior to that was Chocolat. So, like, he was on a fucking roll. And it's like Sleepy you get, Hollow's in there somewhere. Like, Sleepy Hollow's literally the right, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 you know, it's the year beforehand. <laughs> so, he was on, like, his, like, great run. And this is like the first time I honestly feel like you really get like sleepy Johnny Depp and which is what you're going to get for like at least which, the next decade. No, which is weird because I remember seeing this trailer and just being absolutely disinterested. Yes. And there's no reason to be because I, I agree with you. I yeah. think that he was on a good run and I, w- I really enjoyed a lot of those films that you just mentioned. Yeah. So it's just strange that we get to this movie it's, and then right out the gate, I'm just like disinterested. Yeah. I think you're right, Magda. It's, it's just like an exceptional miscasting. Yes, like, I agree. And and also myself. the character of Mort is supposed to be like what like forty maybe yeah. maybe thirties and Johnny Depp looks like he is a fresh faced twenty two and like trying to like act he's like gorgeous like if Johnny Depp was cast yeah now, there's that scene where the woman at the post office is like you look so ill and the camera switches to yeah, him and he it's looks like, great no he looks like Johnny Depp yeah he, he looks, looks like Johnny Depp great. just rolled out of bed yeah yeah uh, if he, if Johnny Depp was cast now the age he is oh, now yeah. this would be perfect. I think I can see him doing that now, but, but back then it was just like, what are you doing? I want to remake a secret window. Bring Cat back. Oh, this this needs Bring to be Dad. buried. This needs to be buried in the cemetery and never remade. <laughs> I think it's it performs as well as it could with what is going on. Look at look now, at all I will this. say that there's something I do appreciate about uh, this film is that we we have a lot of people that have been in other King properties. Properties we've got. Which I think is great, a bit of casting. Can we move? Can we move on? Are we going to yes, talk about? Yes, we're we're, we're going to continue talking about, talking about, about all of them and stuff. But 
a great bit of casting Who's is playing of course Ted? Ted, which is Timothy Hutton, who is in the dark half yeah. and plays another a very similar character to, yeah. an, to an extent. You know, another writer who has yeah. a dark half, which is George Stark. So I really thought that that was kind of a fun bit of casting to have him be the guy that we think might be the villain. The real villain. I, I I like the and because like again like we were saying earlier the fact that he is cast and that you have a bigger a bigger actor in that role they used him a lot more and they really used Ted as kind of more of a device. It's brought up in the sh- in the story that maybe maybe he's behind it because of the whole shooter connection where he's from. But then they kind of just brush over that. They don't go back to right. that really in the in the book. So I like that they kind of use that a little bit more because then we got a little bit more of Hutton. We got some of those great comedic bits where he he hurts his hand and then later on he hits the wall and and he says "ow" and <laughs> I I think there's like a really cool piece of trivia where like Timothy Hutton's walking around the script and was like you know this is kind of just, just like dark, the dark half. half. <laughs> <laughs> the hell was King thinking? But I like um, again that's that's a cool connection and then we have Maria Bello, Bello in this love as Maria Amy, Bello. yeah, and who also looks twenty two. Who yeah yeah, and she. Uh, she would go on to do. Uh, oh gosh, she does a ton of stuff. What, but but um, no, the, we were talking about the other day. I thought it was called the Trucker or something or whatever. Oh, well, she did Big Driver, Big Driver, Big yeah, Driver. Yeah, uh, which is another Stephen King uh, story. Uh, so it's just fun. We got we got some uh, we got some King uh, King alumni in this, or, or soon to be <laughs> alumni, I guess for her. Uh, I I like her in this. I I agree though. I agree with you, Mal. She's. She does feel the the, the people the, the only person that feels old enough to be in this as the character they are is Timothy Hutton. <laughs> the problem is that, that this is doing something that there was like a trend in like the early two thousands, is that you know we were in such a puritanical time for like horror or thrillers or anything. It was starting to change a little bit at by two thousand four because that year you'd get like Saw and it was really going to start getting grisly with horror again. But this is like everyone's pretty, you know, like Johnny Depp, pretty, like like Maria Bello, gorgeous. Even Timothy Hutton, like they describe Ted as like the dog looking so good. The dog is hot. Um, Chico, the dog. Is it's just, hot. it's just so like, I, it's you, you already you feel disassociated from the story because it's just none of it seems real. Like this isn't a writer, you know. These aren't like you know. This no, is wait a, a second, Mike. Like, this isn't you know. They all look like they walked out of like fucking Hollywood for Christ's sake because they did, you know. But you just... you didn't feel that when he sees the burnt house and they do that flashback with him coming out and kind of goofing off with with his wife that that didn't feel real to you? Oh, it felt really real, <laughs> and, I, and I, I thought that Johnny Depp really sold it too, as if it really. Happened I thought out. that was cute. They once they were once in love. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about John Turturro? Uh, miscast, insanely miscast. You know, God bless him. I love. You know, I really do like John He's Turturro. Trying. And he he does try. Well, yeah, I, I'll say that he does try, but just the the accents just Ugh. all over the place. Do you remember Mac the trailer? It really relied on that line where he was yeah. like, "You scare too easy. <laughs> you stole my story. Yeah, <laughs> I will oh, burn man. your life like a cane field in yeah, a high yeah, wind." Yeah. <laughs> that he just was from the get go. I mean, I just was not, and it sucks because you know. As a director, writer, like I'm, like I'm a director, writer. But if I was kept and I had this cast, I, I'd be feeling pretty good about this movie. Like oh, I've got like really good actors in here to really do something with this. You know, like even even though I think that there's a lot of miscasting, these are good. These are good actors. And at the time, again, like we were saying, Depp was at his height of his like little depassance, and you know, you've got good people in there. John Turturro is a great actor. 
what went wrong? Miscasting. I honestly well, feel like also, it's miscast, but the story, the base story is just not good. I think why did why was this adapted when it was? Like who the fuck picked up this novella like there wasn't a king renaissance going on at all no it wasn't and that was what's interesting too because i don't even remember them really selling it on stephen king yeah we were saying that i don't remember there being uh a lot of king this king that uh stephen this is a stephen king story i don't remember that i mean someone telling me that this was a stephen king story a year beforehand was Dreamcatcher, huge flop maybe that's why maybe that's why they walked away from it i mean the thing that's crazy to, to to think is that like you know, nowadays they slap his name on anything, even if it's like distant. Um, but at the, at this point, it's like they were going back to, you know, the late late eighties, early nineties. They're just trying to like distance themselves as much as possible, which doesn't make, really make a lot of sense, given that the nineties actually produced a lot of really big, huge Stephen King adaptations. But it'd be it Shawshank or The Green Mile or Misery or even Dolores Claiborne. I mean, like, there's no reason to kind of distance themselves, especially in the thriller angle. Like you think like. Ooh, thrillers, they're hot now. Um, you know, because it's still like the era where they're trying to like mine the kiss the girls sort of blockbuster. Um, you know, you'd think that like Stephen King thriller, oh awesome, let's do that. But they they really didn't so much. It was more like they leaned on Depp, and Depp was the selling point. And everyone going in expecting Depp probably weren't expecting to see the Johnny Depp that now we're really used to seeing for the last 10 to 15 years. Um, Embraces, yeah, and also what really hurts oh, them is so, that he's so chilling and scary at the end with the braces. I mean, the scariest yeah. thing about braces is when you leave the orthodontist office and then you'd have dinner that night and then it would break. And I'd hey, like, look, Damn, oh, I, I had I still have nightmares about that. I yeah. had braces growing up, yeah, and um, I didn't kill my wife and Barry <laughs> and eat yeah. corn Well, I did. And, <laughs> Damn it! Here, here's a, here's a problem with Turturro. Also, the exception that you know he's an American Italian actor that's from um, Brooklyn playing someone who's supposed to be you know in the Mississippi. Now I'll t- I take umbrance um, there, Mike, because. I don't think as an actor that you have to be anything. If you're not, if you're a good actor, you don't have to be from that place he to be the thing looks, that, you know what I mean? I, I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And I don't think, again, I don't think he does a great job yeah. in this particular movie, but I don't think you have man? to <laughs> cast someone that's from that experience. That's from that, because that's what acting, it, it's like the, it's yeah, like but that, you, can, you can't like hire it's, De Niro it's, to play like the, like the, the, the beatniks in like deliverance. Like that's not going to work. Like, I mean, yeah, the, you know, the, the, De Niro is the, the Frankenstein's monster and Kenneth Branagh is Mary Slice Frankenstein. Okay. And all. But here's the thing. It's like that, that uh, Lawrence Olivier was talking to, yeah. uh, you know, for marathon man. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he's, he's doing all that like method work to get into the role, not sleeping and all that stuff. And he talks to Lewis Liberty and Lewis, so it's like, it's called acting. Yeah. Like, I don't but, do any of this stuff. Like, I, I just act it. Like, yeah. you don't need to have experienced all this stuff to do it. Like, if you're But an there actor, are some people that actor. aren't, that can't do the type of menacing that, that this character calls for. Like, that's just also, you know, there are some people that can't do it. He doesn't fit the part. Well, like, think about the context of what Totoro is doing then. In the most notable movies he had been making with the exception of Oh Brother Where Art Thou, which was still a pretty indie circuit movie from four years earlier, he did he did Mr. Deeds and Anger Management. <laughs> Mr. Deeds, like, yeah, he's uh, scary. Mr. Deeds, exactly. Like, <laughs> the hideousness of that foot will haunt my dreams. <laughs> well, like he's a, he's a punchline in Adam Sandler movies for the past th- three to four years, and they're like, we got to get him for this main hero or this main villain. Character. Well, I gotta like, say this what? as Totoro. Someone offers me this role, it's and it's been it's vastly different from something I've been doing. I take it because you want to do different things. Yeah. Again, I don't, I don't blame these actors <laughs> for being in the movie. And like I said, if I was David Cap, I'd be like, oh, cool, I've got a great cast here. 
maybe it's not exactly who I would probably cast, like, if I'm being true to the story, but I can pull performances out of these people. I just don't think it happened. No. I mean, yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there's other characters in here, but again, they're... I mean, I think the one that's the most realized probably is the 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 uh, detective insurance agent. <laughs> yeah, what is his deal? Yeah, I mean, uh, Charles S. Dutton, you know, that's a pretty big uh, big name. Yeah, you know, Alien Three coming off Alien coming off Alien Three, like that was yeah. like recent. Yeah, no, Mimic. <laughs> uh, I believe he's oh, in Mimic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, love Mimic. I do too. Uh, love Dutton. I think I he's. He's probably the one character in the movie that I'm like on board with. Mm-hmm. I'm like generally like I like this character, you know. I'm I kind of invested. I don't want him to die. Like I'm, I, 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 he's a likable character. Uh, so I like that development, but um, you know, unfortunately, he, was, he gets uh, hatched. He's also coming off <laughs> some pretty bad movies. Uh, Random oh. Hearts, which is pretty much the first uh, big flop for Harrison Ford. Random Hearts is is my um, Halloween five. I always go back to that movie thinking this has oh. got to be this has got to be better than I remember it being. Right? This is, I mean, it's Chris Scott, Chris Scott Thomas and Harrison Ford. It's a romantic, but and that movie is not good. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's my Halloween, uh, my Halloween, um, my Halloween Resurrection is Gothica, and he was also in that movie. Oh, oh my god, that is so. I mean, it, it's just, it's just interesting to see this like collaboration of stars that seemingly, you know, I'm always usually a fan of chaos and cre- creating something like. Oh, really are you cool. the Joker? Oh, I am a huge fan. <laughs> I, I'm a Joker here. Um, I want to see this pencil disappear. Um, but uh, this is a case where like the chaos just created more chaos, and none of it really worked. Um, I, I would I would argue that the only character that or, or the actor that really seems right and seems to understand what this movie is supposed to be going for is Timothy Hutton, because even Maria Bello plays it a little bit too dramatic. Like there's that scene where he has that flashback and she's like looking at the window and she's like, "Hey, look, it's a secret window," and it you looks know, out onto know, my secret Hutton, garden. Like Hutton, what? Hutton was on random roles or something. We 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 talked about that there for the dark half. I wonder if you mentioned anything about the secret window. I, I'm gonna look this up while we yeah. Talk well, you know. I, I just maybe it's just me, but I think Hutton is from an era where they're still casting people that look like, you know, what they're supposed to look like, you know, like average Americans, like Joe's like and he kind of looks like someone that I could see, you know, cheating with someone like I but like Johnny Depp, though. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't give a shit. Like Johnny Depp is so fucking hot in this movie that it's so hard to like. It's very distracting. It so. is like. I also love the opening scene where like he just goes in and screams in their faces for like (laughs) yes that was oh that's another great part is when she's like I'll never forget the look on your face when you saw us uh, he's just like like, ah like (laughs) just ridiculous um you know and and maybe like it would have worked if you had like Paul Giamatti oh he would have been great you know it's 2004 sideways as more yeah, that's absolutely yeah. the kind of guy that I would picture being this yeah. person. You know, like what? what you, just get away from my cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sit. Oh, and you know what? What's funny is the book has a wine cellar, so it would have worked for it, the Paul Giamatti. So, yeah, you, oh, yeah. Gosh, what, sideways. Yeah, prequel. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church could play Ted. You know, Thomas Hayden Church would have been a better John Shooter. Oh, that would have been great. Um, you stole my story. Mort, you, st- Mort, you, do you remember fun, Mort? 
If we had just recast this movie with the cast of Sideways. Yes. No. <laughs> I think Harvey Keitel would be a good shooter, but I just oh. want him in everything. You love Harvey Keitel. I do. What if they had cast Oliver Reed if, it, if he didn't die during Gladiator? That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oliver Reed. I mean, it just would have been cool if he hadn't died. <laughs> yeah, it would have been really cool, actually. Um, are, are those all the heroes and villains? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's other, some other folks, but... Nothing, nothing a note. I mean, well, we could go, we could spend forever on. There's that. the post office worker who's like post. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, the sheriff. I, oh, the sheriff. I did read there was a fun connection. I think the sheriff was played by an actor. Uh, I, the name is escaping me. He's been in a billion things, but I think he originated Sweeney Todd on 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 Broadway, and then obviously Giant Depp played Sweeney Todd. So that was kind of a fun little connection. Good He's a good actor, though. I Len Carew. Yes, yes, Len Carew. What else was he in? He was in. Uh, he was. In, he's a Tony Award uh, winner for Sweeney Todd, as, as you mentioned, and he was also in. Um, uh, uh, and he was. Wow, that's crazy. Um, he was also in Blue Bloods. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like bigger uh, movies around a little earlier than that. Okay, so he was. He's in Thirteen Days about Schmidt. Um, executive decision. He was in. He's um, been in a billion. He's a good, he's a good character actor. He's been yeah. in a billion things. He's in Murder they, She Wrote for a while. Give him a lot more too. Uh, I love that interrogation scene at the end of the movie. He's in a show. He's like, I know what you did, and and don't come to the town. Oh, and I thought that was interesting. Again, distancing themselves from King. This this story does not take place in Derry. It's like some some town no. in New York or something, which I thought was interesting. Well, that, that's another interesting change. That's one thing I do love about these adaptations today is that they actually do pay reverence to like the actual background and source material like those those are key elements in king's works and like a lot of the adaptations that were just so liberal with like where the setting was and that's just such a bad thing to do with stephen king like you need the setting is so important you might yeah. say it's a character this worked it's filmed in, Qu- in quebec right it worked pretty well yeah i mean i this looked like the cabin that i was yeah. seeing in my head um granted help that i've seen the movie before i read the story so um full disclosure um look we've talked about more falling asleep waking up falling asleep all the time i think we need to fall asleep for some nightmares and dreamscapes if you think your dreams are disturbing (laughs) imagine the nightmares of stephen king what are you some sort of a horror movie guy no clyde i'm a literary guy now in this section we talk about Pretty much what we hated. This is basically the misery section, but we didn't want to like, call it misery. I thought you were going to say, this is basically the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, what, I mean, we've already pretty much outlined what we didn't like in here. For me, casting. I thought the casting, awful. Yeah. Just doesn't work for me. I mean, what else? again, good cast, just miscast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the squirrel. The squirrel. <laughs> I, I mean, this is, again, this is the faithful to a fault. Like, <laughs> why we have that in there? Come on. Oh, I like the the change where the the um, one of the insurance investigators is a woman, and she's also been through a recent divorce. And uh, Maria Bella feels threatened. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like these dumb shit. I wrote on here. So I said she's single. <laughs> she's, well, I think it's just meant to demonize Ted further, which I think it works. Oh man, uh, Mal, I love <laughs> like slowly defending. I love you. I love, love the, these little, these little, little uh, honest defenses. I can, just tell, I can just tell that they're like, okay, like how, how the fuck do we make this work? Like we have to do something different. And like, they really, you try. know what? This, this is, is but that's, that is a problem. If you're a kept, and and you're in, right out the gate. You're like, how do I make this story work? Why are you making this story? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't yeah. do it. 
I don't well, know. remember when um, Gary Doberman, our favorite, was uh, you know griping about uh, you know trying to make the characters come back together in it, which is literally I don't know. King dedicates whole movie, at least 200, yeah. 300 pages to that in the book, but okay. Um, well, oh, we'll wait, see. the worst Remains part, the worst seen. part of the movie. Yeah, go for it. The worst part of the movie is the is the reveal of the wordplay that is not in the book. Just <laughs> diverging from the oh, book. Oh my god. Please when, um, continue. <laughs> he's written shooter all over the house, which it does happen in the book, but it, when Amy finally discovers Mort, he like closes a door and instead of shooter, it says shoot her. <laughs> That's that. That has the to be a reference time. to to Jurassic Park. Oh, that yeah, and that's our, that's our another Jurassic Park reference. Shoot her! Well, hey, that's not the only. And there's a piece of footage oh, from right. the Lost World. He so used we read yes. the dreaming sequence when he wakes up on the couch and almost falls into the ocean. That ocean footage there is the sequence in the Lost World when they're when they're going to push the. When the two T Rexes, yeah, they're pushing the R Rex, the, the R Rex, the T Rexes are pushing the RV over the cliff. Yes. Do you know why he was able to use it? Fun fact: David Kep was the second unit director in that movie for Lost oh, World. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, probably explains why the the movie falls apart in the mm, last act. I disagree. With you. Um, doesn't it's happen. A it's a great last act. I like uh, it. Yeah, last act where it's like Godzilla uh, it makes no I like sense. It. Hey, it's you know what? Idea. Dinosaurs in the real world it's scary. Ugh, God. Uh, <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else that we hated that we haven't already outlined in this? Uh, this I wrote. Movie? I wrote on here. Mort sucks. <laughs> <laughs> What about the running scene? Oh, well, I'll tell you what I didn't like. Okay, let me get let me let me run through this. I got a lot of stuff here. Uh, I thought I thought the the Depp talking to Depp shit at the oh, end sucked. Awful. And the CGI or whatever it was. I mean, the blue you know, I can rag too. on it for the CG, but that's just a product of the time. I'm trying to watch it in the oh, no, time in which it was good made. Good CG it's for that. Yeah, but yeah, it, it looked real. It, it, I didn't I didn't like that. I also didn't like that in. Um, What's that new movie that came out? The Flanagan movie uh, about Gerald's the woman. The, no, the woman before that is oh, wife Hush? Is in it. Hush. Yeah, I hated that concept at the end when she's like popping up and talking to herself and all that stuff. Oh, I, like I that. hate. I, I, I like that movie, but I I didn't like that because I was just I just thought that was dumb. Anywho, yeah, every um, time he's talking to himself and he's like, "Wait, why would it happen?" Depp and, <laughs> Depp with the braces. Love uh, Depp with the braces. I think that's awful. I think that's inspired. I, I wish, really Depp, I I mean, wish Depp with the braces lame. would have appeared in Pirates 2. The total rewrite of the ending sucks, in my opinion. Yeah, oh, I don't like the, the added, like the, the the clicking jaw tick that he uh, all of a sudden gets later on in the movie. Yeah, that's weird. Dumb, Phillips weird. Um, the corn. The corn love, is a direct reference. The see, the thing with the corn is it's it's a direct reference to the sewing season story. That they talk about in the book, but they don't really talk about it in the movie. Yes, they do. So they say the last sense. line like five times. Yeah, but an ear of corn from the steaming bowl. It works out. It's seeded. Villains yeah. that wear braces and eat corn aren't scary. <laughs> I, I think he looks so weird by the end, but it's just, it just, oh, it just oh, like, then, how can we make Johnny Depp so unappealing? Like, how do we do it? And like, the braces really kind of do it. <laughs> that's the only way to make Johnny Depp unappealing is to put braces on him. Hmm. And for him to be like a creepy murderer that the town all knows that he did something and he's like creeping on that girl and lying and he bites but, into the uh, oh, that That is weird because that happens out of order because we don't know that the whole town thinks that he's this murderer. So all, it's just really get bizarre it, that easy, sequence. If you're watching like a smart person. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> 
the sequence where he's like watch gets caught on the car yes. all these like these like shoehorned in like intense sequences that we've got to make like that's just, like, I, dumb so that when was we a good did depth scream love oh, ah! um i when we were doing the season three trailer for um for the oh, podcast right. i like I, that was the first clip i pulled out because it's so fucking stupid it looks like they try to make it like this actiony indiana jones lethal weapon sort of moment and it's so stupid and then also he doesn't like I would if it was if I was more in that scene I would jump right in that fucking water and get that uh, you know get the oh watch the movie would be two over. more two more yeah, things that I didn't like what oh, God, <laughs> only, really only two going all in. only two my uh right in the beginning when he has that flashback and it's like the most on the nose uh uh the the discovery of the secret window and the secret garden <laughs> that maria bella like tells him like yes oh, that's it's a secret I... window look, oh and a secret the, look, window. it's a secret garden down there oh yeah no, <laughs> it's like it's so bad oh oh my god i was like are you kidding me we've got to like spoon feed us this and then <laughs> also when he's in the car Right after he meets John Shooter in the car, there's something that you could have changed was like all the, like the unnecessary foreshadowing. And he says out loud, I didn't steal that story. Dot, dot, dot. I don't think. <laughs> and I, I, you're like, what? You're already like, like the one thing you could have just like omitted is like all the blatant, like clearly it's probably yeah. him. <laughs> they do that right at the beginning of the movie. Oh, you know who would have. All right. Going back to, you know, I, I love Giamatti and I love the cast of, uh, of Sideways to be oh, in this Oh, are we movie. just saying that they're... Oh, I thought you were but, just going with the fact that they're I, in this movie now. No, we, no, no. We recast it. I will say one other cast that could have... A casting addition that could have done this, Bill Murray as Mort. Well, then it would be a real comedy. It was like the Razor's Edge. Yeah, uh, yeah the Razor's did, Edge. <laughs> did, um, did you guys also notice, though, another change was that Mrs. Uh, Garvin, uh, the, the housekeeper, actually likes him in this mm. in the movie oh yeah a lot well, and doesn't one. doesn't uh and, and is, is a fan of him <laughs> oh, God. so dumb does any did, no i know you like this movie so but you, there are got to be some more things that you were like meh not really big on i mean yeah it's not a good movie i yeah. fully admit that it's not a good yeah, movie she has. She has said um <laughs> i just think i just think it should be given credit for trying and and the way it is i i really admire the way it is plotted and paced in comparison to the novella i agree i agree um, on that yeah I think it has good pacing. Um, for for a film, also, like you were saying with the PG-13 vibe, like at the end, the missed opportunity part. when he takes that shovel to Ted and they don't show any of it. Yeah. It's like that could have been like a violent, like scary death. They don't show anything. Those, yeah, they, they don't black show out either. the screwdriver. I, I'm telling you, skull. and that is the it thing is that bothers of the me. times that this was, in, this was made, though. Yeah, but like, that's what bothers me is that the whole, th- the whole idea of the story not being scary is because we keep seeing everything after the fact, but then you're going to change that so we can actually see some of this these scary things. And I think the screwdriver into the calf is pretty gruesome. Yeah, mm. but you, you still don't actually see that. You just see his hand go down. Yeah, and it's like, why aren't you showing? Now you can actually show these things and really make this character a force to be reckoned with scary. And it's all alluded to, and it's still, it's just not, it doesn't really work. Well, it's just like neutered PG-13 uh, horror. That's Ted, why. Uh, Ted getting a shovel to the face is more like slapstick comedy than, you know, it's just, I don't know. Well, that right there is going to make this next section really hard. Because mm, while we, we were laughing, where were we screaming? We'll find out <laughs> in our next section as we head to the cemetery. What's the bottom of the truth? Well, sometimes... That is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. 
It may look like that person, but it ain't that person. Because whatever lives in the ground beyond that cemetery ain't human at all. Well, the cemetery <laughs> that uh, we're going to is actually from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nothing there. This, this is... I there's a bounce house there. <laughs> there's a bounce house. And there's some sideways. cartoons on TV and some cake. Uh, I, I did not find a single moment in this movie even remotely thrilling or frightening. I think there's a, a couple of moments that I thought worked. Mm. Um, as soon as... Um, as soon as Dutton leaves mm-hmm. and you see that little flash in the window behind him, like someone's in the house. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. I, I, whenever you're in a place, a, a cabin or a home alone, I still freak my, sometimes I'll be sitting in bed and I'll think somebody's there. Something might be in the house or I didn't look in the closet or I didn't look, you know what I mean? I like, and that, that will actually like get in my head. I'll get yeah. in my head about it. So I, I like that, but I also like that in the book. I, like I said, when, when he does chase himself in the mirror and he smashes it, like, we know that it, it's just reflection and all that stuff, but I think that did work for me because I'm like, you do work yourself up into these tizzies or whatever, yeah. or like you were saying with into with the presence tizzies. behind <laughs> the, the presence behind the door kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I thought it was scary. I mean, like, and again, I watched this with my partner, and and I feel like she was like, oh man, this guy is like really going through hell. Like, if you really do think that Mort is beset by forces beyond his control, it's it's really. Um, not suspenseful, but it's frustrating and it's, it's a little bit, it's not scary, but it is, it is like, I don't know. You, you, you feel for him a little bit, but then then it's followed up like, (laughs) but like when he finds, um, when he finds the guys in the, in the truck with the screwdriver in the head and, and then shooters just there Mm -hmm. after he wakes up and they just seemingly just start having like, kind of like he's rushed walking away but if you woke up and the man who you thought took a screwdriver to this guy's neck and a hatchet to the head of this other friend of yours, you're going to turn around and yell and talk to this guy? You're going to be running well, for your life. If yeah. he was actually a figment of my imagination, I don't know what I would do. Uh, yeah, well, that's true, too. <laughs> I, it's, just, it, it's just silly. Like I think there there are moments to be scared, but I think they're undercut by the ridiculous as the scenario. I think what also would have helped is if Philip Glass would have really gone Philip Glass and made a really chilling score. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, there's a moment where at the end when the, the score is really picking up and kind of crazy, but like nothing's really happening. No. You're like, that's <laughs> editing problems. You yeah, know I mean, that's is. like, you're not using the score to your advantage because the score is like really intense and picking up and everything. And it's just like someone's walking in the house. Or something Here, like it's like really weird. It's Here's, the hat. <laughs> that's the hat this, is, this is the one situation in which I will say, an adaptation of Stephen King is less scary than an adaptation by John Grisham, because The Firm, uh, you know, that, that's a that's a great '90s thriller that I think has far more terrifying moments than anything in this movie, and a lot of those moments, and this is the reason why I bring it up, are because of the score. That piano score in The Firm is very chilling and very terrifying, and also adds a lot of suspense. And I thought of like, I started thinking of like scenes involving Depp when he's trying to just figure this out in his head had they had some sort of chilling score maybe with the piano or the strings with it there could have been some like moments of real like inner psychological terror but you never get it um 
So for me, I, I don't know. I think this is like a total wash. This isn't even like a fun afternoon watch in terms of like looking for things to like be like, oh, this is a, that moment. There's no moment of this. It's, um, and it, you know, but I, well, I remembered at the point where he smashes his mirror and he goes, I killed a mirror. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember like that line was very popular among me and my friends. We'd like say it to each other all the time and laugh and thinking that it was an earnestly funny moment in the yeah. movie. We'd be like, I killed a mirror. So ridiculous. Johnny Depp. Any, any oh, other scares man. though? <laughs> no, no scares. That, that this movie exists. There's a gross mouse in it. Yeah, the mouse, creepy mouse. Oh, that was another thing in the in the book they didn't they didn't use was when he starts talking to the mouse, but he, and then he he like slips into Shooter's voice. Mm-hmm. And he like kind of weirds himself out. Yeah. That wasn't fishing cool. or or just. <laughs> I would have loved some like cool Sam Raimi esque uh, moments where he's just like alone in the house and he keeps seeing like. Um, you know, Totoro in the mirror. They do have that. Hey Sam, they do. There is a Sam Raimi throwback though. When when the roof cracks and they follow it camera wise mm, all the way. Yeah, around the, like that is a very Raimi moment. But well, maybe Cap's a huge fan of uh, Evil Dead or Evil Dead Two. Um, look, it's been a long movie. Hit ninety minutes, and I'm and I didn't bring any snacks. I think I need some pound cake. After all you've been taught, everyone in Bad Mama, everything in the sin. Come to your closet and pray. Ask to be forgiven. He's a nice boy, Mama. You like him. You really like him, Mama. Nothing here either, though. I, <laughs> as far know, as I'm concerned, like empty plate. Empty plate, and I'm still One fucking the, hungry. I'd say the, the more laughable moments of the movie are all the flashbacks to when Mort finds Ted and Amy in <laughs> yes. bed together. It's ah! just they they keep flashing back to it. It's like, yeah, we got it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like it's so lame. There's nothing subtle about it. Um, I mean, you literally open the movie with this scene. Given the PG-13 nature that we've been talking about, though, I don't believe any of these characters have ever fucked. No, me either. Oh, no. It's like they're all virgins. There's no. It's all teehee. Let's get together. Maybe. Like, yeah, it's kindergarten uh, love. Basically, it's not um, good. Yeah, I don't I can't I can't think of any other. Hmm. Except for like the whole, you know, fuck fest between the housekeeper and and, yeah, right. and, and Chico. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, uh, I love when he's like, "That's just bad writing," and you know the rule, like, "No bad writing." <laughs> so oh, that's stupid. right. Well, it's a shame, but you know, um, Timothy Hutton uh, would have his moments in um, you know previous movies, so it's fine with him. Johnny Depp, total hunk. Maria Bello, history of violence. With uh, she gets to fall in with a better love interest in uh, Aragorn oh. himself, um, Vigo. Vigo Mortensen. You know and that you... is one of the sexiest, uh, uh, weird, fucking twisted romances um, to be put on screen in the ops. I would say to pivot again to a totally different movie. Talk about something positive for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned the firm. Love the firm. Have you seen the firm, Mel? No. Oof. There's there's a moment when Tom Cruise picks up the phone. And Ed Harris is on the other line. And he's like, they know. They know. Yeah. There is more suspense. Yes. And gravity in two seconds of that, that two seconds <laughs> yes. of that movie than there is in this entire movie. <laughs> like Wilford Brimley just standing there staring at Tom Brimley, Cruise Brimley. is more terrifying than anything in this movie, which is just crazy to me. Well, just Wilford Brimley crazy. is scary. He is pretty scary. Clark. Uh, <laughs> Watch, watch Clark. Watch Clark. Watch. I'm, I'm all right. I want to come inside. I'm all better now. Well, it's funny that you do this impersonation <laughs> because I'm going to do another one and I'm going to say, watch King. Watch King's Dominion. There's another world out there. 
Great seg. You like that? Yeah. Not too shabby. Um, you caught one. Did I? Yeah, you did. It's in the ta- the, the table of contents in one of uh, the oh, magazines. that's right. In the Ellery Queen magazine, mm-hmm. the second story in the table of contents is The Long Walk. Which nice. Might, yeah. Which, which I thought was a really cool uh, nod, for well, sure. It's a really cool nod because we've been saying that this is more of like a you know, Bachman It's book. actually really frustrating, too, because the whole time I would have been sitting there thinking... Why didn't we just see an adaptation yeah. of the long walk? Yeah. <laughs> Man, to be fair, like I know we've been like kind of like crapping on Cap, but um, which should be a new podcast, crapping on Cap, crapping on Cap. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> he would have made a really great screenplay in the '90s for uh, the long walk. I feel, um, I feel like he'd have done that—a real yeah. top thriller. But um, I don't really have anything else, which is I don't either. crazy. Well, they—I mean. There really, there really isn't anything else except for what we mentioned that you know, with Hutton and Maria yeah. being in other properties later on and before that. Uh, also, I mean, they, they we said they effectively killed Derry. It's not mm-hmm. Derry, it doesn't take place in Derry, but they did keep true to the Tashmore, uh, Tashmore yeah. County Police, and all that. But that's not a connection. That's just more of, again being faithful to the story. Uh, if we're talking about casting, though, that are connected to other King properties, what other King properties could you have seen Johnny Depp be in? Mm. Oh, if we were going to cast Depp in something else? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of <sighs> too many. I mean, like, if we're thinking 90s He's too Depp, pretty. Yeah. Like, could he have done Flag? No. 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 I think He's like, not if he grizzled like, enough. If he looked like he does in the Pirates movies. <laughs> With the long hair and yeah. you know the dark. Well, he's not menacing. I don't. I, I think. I think the problem. He's not is a that, scary villain. No, I, I don't think Depp is a very menacing, scary person. I mm-hmm. actually like. Oh, I bet he could be, um, um, the villain from the Dead Zone, the politician. Oh, that's actually a good point. I could see. Him I doing think that. he would be a good Johnny Johnny Smith. I see. I always like Depp when he's being like like, play both. like 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 in Nick of Time. Have you guys yeah. seen that? Love the Nick. Of, I love Nick of Time. That might be one of my favorite performances. I think Dunn's in that too. And he's, Walken's and, in that, and that's probably why you thought of him just now. Oh yeah, yeah. And and he, I think he he plays a really good, uh, unassuming, like thrust into something kind of hero. Mm-hmm. I actually think he's really good at those roles, but. So I think he would. I think he would make for a cool Johnny Smith. Or at least when he was younger, I think he would have been like a fun Johnny yeah. Smith. Because you could have kind of made him nerdy and weird, but then all of a sudden, like really hot and crazy looking after he wakes up. <laughs> Toyota's hot, hot, um, hot. Remember that song? Um, but yeah. even like, even like uh, in The Shining. Yeah, but uh, as Jack. Yeah. Because, but he plays a writer but, in that because, too. Again, well, yeah, but the thing with that is like you're supposed to like him and you're supposed to believe that he's like this likable guy. You're not supposed to be like the thing with look, I love Jack Nicholson, but from the get-go, you're like, this is a scary guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but in the book, like he's just a guy. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he's he's possessed by the hotel. And I think that that is something I th- I think Depp could have done a little bit more because you would you be on his side. But then he'd have these moments of kind of like ins- insanity, and I think that 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 is maybe where he was going with this. But because it because you never get to see Mort become that until the very end, where he's like this caricature of himself with the accent and everything, it just didn't work. <laughs> it didn't I could work. S- I could see him being Ben Mears, because Ben Mears is supposed to already be this. 
I mean, if I was doing Salem's Lot, I would dress down Ben Mears from the book for sure. But if you're really doing like a literal adaptation, I could see him trying to be this like idealistic vision that King has for this writer. Um, and the problem with Depp is that with the exception of like, you know, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, I can't really remember. And maybe Edward Scissorhands just in the sense of his costuming, but like nothing ever detrimental body horror wise or, you know, there's no, another really stakes with Depp. I feel like every filmmaker just thinks he's too pretty to ever do something for, with him. You know, well, like he, not to bring up Sleepy Hollow again, but I feel like that was the whole point. Where like they're like, we'll splatter him with blood because he's so pretty and kind yeah. of like a cowardly character, which works well in which, that he's you know, a little bit shy and. It's kind of funny because e- even in Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. he sinks into that bed, but he's not come back. We don't see anything no. happen to him. No. <laughs> you see the blood so no. it's like i mean well that cut, cut scene's pretty great but it, is, yeah. it was not in the movie no <laughs> so and and honestly that's probably the most shocking thing because he's so you're like oh my god what a dream and then he just becomes soup and <laughs> like that's kind of scary but like yeah. but even then like you never really see his corpse to be like scarred up or anything like that so it's like i feel like that could be his next thing at this point it's like, just go fucking all in on the weird I, like i have what category are we in right now? We're in Kings Dominion. <laughs> we're well, in Kings Dominion. Yeah, still? we are in Kings Dominion. <laughs> God, so I can't even think. I know, like, I know. Well, let's get out of Kings crazy Dominion. It is. And let's go right into our overall thoughts. Dad, can we go now? You ready? Yeah, we've been ready for an hour. <laughs> okay, I'll be right there. You said that a half hour ago. Yeah, my dad's weird. He gets like that when he's writing. Mel, kick it off. All right. Um, it's not a good film. <laughs> I did enjoy watching it. I think I think it's an improvement over the book. So I'm going to give it... <laughs> I'm going to give it two. <laughs> give it two, bright red, Pennywise, Clown Noses. <sighs> um, which is only a half star above what you gave the book, Max. So don't I give know, me shit for I this. Know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> um, I think it's ridiculous. It has a ridiculous ending. I think the casting is ridiculous. I just have to give it to them for massaging the story into a well-paced movie. Mac, go for it. One. One bright red Pennywise clown nose, and I'll tell you why. They changed Bump to Chico the dog. (laughs) There's that weird scene where he's like, Chico... Oh yeah, he's doing. So I will say this: like all of Depp's faults in this movie, and in just recent times in real life, I think that he tries to create a character that has something. Like that moment is feels very real to me. It, it, like like that's not in the script. He's just like that's just something you do with animals. I, you know, I walk around my apartment. I'll talk to myself in the mirror. I come up with, I just, I say things out loud. They're like in dumb voices. And like, you, you do stupid, weird shit like that when you're alone, you know? But, uh, so I, you know, I did like that. And, and, and I think that also he, there's a moment at the very end that I did read in some trivia that when he's freaking out and talking to himself and yeah. he starts to like, like getting really crazy, he starts saying rah, 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 like, and it's really weird. But apparently that's something he took from his daughter because when her his daughter was really like uh, confused by something, she would just kind of like say rah, rah, rah or whatever. So it's like he's bringing something to the table that's not necessarily in the script and he's trying to make it like a character, but it just doesn't work. Sorry, I'm just jumping in there. Yeah, I, no, I, I'm, I'm giving it that that one star. It just is not 
I will never watch this movie again, probably. <laughs> and and I won't. And, and it's, Me that's neither. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I outlined why I didn't even want to watch this film when it was in theaters. And I had literally nothing to do. Nothing else uh, to do. With a girlfriend who was totally bored and I needed to find something to do. <laughs> um, and I still couldn't do it. And I love, I, at the time, I really liked Johnny Depp and I loved Stephen King. So I don't know why I didn't go it. But there's just something about this movie that just screams vanilla. Um, I think, it, again, it's so of the times at a point in Hollywood where um, they're still making original stories and adaptations, but there is just no real sort of imagination to them. Um, and especially in the genre of horror, which had just been so neutered and um, become such a puritanical wash to everything that it was just part of that soul teen era of where like, you know, you'd have like the skulls or, you know, even like, um, cruel intentions back in like 97 like this it just started from there where everyone's just like you think that this is going to be like this sort of like ooh sexy or stylish thriller but no it's nothing it's just this hollow like slick looking thing and like that's just does nothing for me and it still does nothing for me now and so i give it one um bright way bright way pennywise clown nose and um you know and i and i, I agree with mac i'm never gonna watch this movie again this isn't even a good movie to rewatch. like if you're like sick with the flu well you know to cut in you know <laughs> you know when uh they were talking about like you were talking about like, hell is like when you wake up from naps yeah. like my hell is like watching this on loop <laughs> <laughs> i could see I that would, if i hadn't watched it for the podcast i totally would have watched it while sick uh, <laughs> like but now I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, you know, that's something to take to heart, constant listeners. And also something to take to heart is that um, we're not done with Four we Past Midnight. Done. We're only halfway through uh, this novella. and um, But so I've, we, I've heard good things, uh, generally good things about the next two stories. Yeah, right? You know, the, and there's the a library def- there's policeman. A, there's a definite connect in... in uh, yeah, there's a definite connect in in, in the Sundog. The Sundog, which is the final one. Um, to um, a king fave, so that's cool. And we're not going to talk about those next week because we're taking a detour to my favorite small town, Hawkins, Indiana. Oh, yeah. You've heard me talk forever about For his whole life. <laughs> the third season of Stranger Things. And I'll just tell you right now, I have seen screeners and I'm loving what I'm seeing. So we are going to talk about... Stranger Things season three. And you're going to get that episode literally right after it premieres on Netflix, which is July 4th, our uh, nation's birthday. And what better way to celebrate Uncle Sam and our, uh, our the, the big old candles and blowing them out with Steve Harrington, oh, Christ. Dustin, Mike, Lucas, <laughs> Max, Eleven, Hopper, Joyce, the whole gang. Wow. They're all back. They're all But truthfully, back. if you don't think it's an adjacent irrelevant property to Stephen King then like what are you smoking it actually is it, it so. totally is I, mean, I will say you know we did we, we we did our thoughts on on Stranger Things season two when you were not on the episode Mike uh Mel I think you were on that right I think you both were it was the Pennywise uh, episode oh yeah we were talking I think it was like an it episode it was like a needful it? tweet so yeah it was or, like no, a, yeah, it was so random, but, but we we talked about our thoughts on Stranger Things season two because you didn't like it oh yeah I remember yeah, being yeah, like yeah. Mike is gonna kill me right right <laughs> I, I think that it. I think it's it's prescient that we're doing. We we we've got to cover it. We're going to cover it. If it, it's just an episode, that's cool. But I mean, we we got to cover it. It is directly related, yeah. absolutely, to King. And 
Uh, and, we, and we are generally fans of Stranger Things. You know, I give Mike a real hard time for bringing it up every other two minutes, but <laughs> I do like the show, so I'm excited to talk about it. I am so excited that I have... I, I've already spent the last few weeks buying merchandise for it. I have Funkos already. I have the Scoops Ahoy ice cream. I've taken my photo in the merchandise. <laughs> he has the Funko. I've ordered listener. the new Coke. I, I've got it all. And we're going to be talking about it next week. It's going to be a nice little break from 4 past midnight. And then the week after that, we're going to go right back in uh, with the library policeman and the sundog. Um, and then who knows what's going to be coming up in the summer. we got a great summer of King. Uh, so please stick around. But uh, in the meantime... Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We got that fresh content, as Rock and Randall likes to call it. And um, you know, you know, give us a message sometimes. You know, follow yeah. us along. DM it us. makes a difference. You know, we got up there in the literature podcast. Like it, it, it really does help. So don't think that it's going to just get yeah. launched into the ether. Like yeah. we we need them. We do need them. That's and true. the last review we got was talking about our tangents. So if you like our tangents, please just uh, prove them wrong. Because uh, we tend to like them, too, because we just don't even know we're going on tangents sometimes. It just happens. It's, look, it's, it's, an, <laughs> it's just part it's of it. It's an issue that we, don't, issue. we aren't interested in solving. Yeah, we're not going to solve That's it. very so, true. You know. We are definitely not interested in solving that problem. Ooh. But until then, long, long days, days and, and pleasant, pleasant nights. <laughs> we'll see you in Hawkins all. Consequence Podcast Network.